Follow the Four Corners Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, Four Corners Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Podcast Four Corners. And check us out on Instagram, Four Corners Podcast. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. I want to take this time to apologize to the television audience for what they're about to see. Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast. I am Shad here with Matt and Brad. Guys, how are you? Uh, good. Good, Shad. I'm doing well. So, uh, what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> um, Shad? Yeah. I, ha- I had it queued up. We'll go ahead and get our shout-outs taken care of real quick before we dive right into the hot-button topics right now. The first one's going to go to Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand, CollarandElbowBrand.com. Use the promo code 4CORNERSPODCAST. That's number four, capital C and corners, capital P and podcast, to save 10% off your order. Folks in East Kentucky could still use your help. If you would like to help them, go through Apple Shop, A-P-P-A-L-S-H-O-P.org. Our other shout-out goes to Matt. Uh, that would be to uh, Orlando Cologne. Uh, haven't seen Orlando Cologne wrestle in a while uh, or on Mania. Uh, he he has been on a couple of Manias, but he, I haven't seen him wrestle there. Uh, but if he did, uh, pretty much sure he would not get pelted with a rubber chicken at the end of his match. <laughs> right. Unlike other people. <laughs> that, that rubber chicken is like a meme now. Yes. It is a meme. And like I people have been going crazy with that uh, online today. You like, know what? It's just like clowning about it you know it's you know what it's on the level of is that buffalo new england game where the guy threw the dildo on the field (laughs) that's what the chickens become the best one i well there's lots of good ones one of the funnier ones to me was uh you know like the giant chicken that has been on uh family family, guy yeah yeah someone took that one and like uh photoshopped the Cody American Nightmare tattoo on the, the, the chicken's <laughs> neck. I like the one I sent to you guys that someone drew it like anime style of Cody just laid out in the ring and the chicken just lay there. Yeah. Oh, There's... that that artist. Wait, let me let me actually look at that. I want to say like that artist. Uh, I think does like a lot of. It's like a huge AEW fan has done a lot of like AEW stuff. Okay. Oh, you can continue. I'm sorry. I, I am um, look this up. That's that's the worst thing that can happen to you, though, especially like as a talent is something stupid like that getting memed because that mm. that stupid chicken is going to like follow gonna, him forever. That's mm. going to haunt him. Yeah. But <laughs> you know what? Like, I mean, I'm not blaming him because he was just doing his job. But this is what happens when you as a company do stupid, stupid things. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> So, how can we best put this? Um, we are 
the this is our first podcast recorded in April of 2023. If you are listening to this later on, first of all, thank you for listening. Second, um, so yeah, uh, it has been a strange week in wrestling, and um, it started out with <laughs> it started out with CM Punk drama, I think, and then Mania weekend comes along and. <clears throat> gets even weirder. Yes. And I just, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I enjoyed the DDT versus GCW show. I have to, I have to watch like a bunch of stuff. I actually signed up uh, for a fight plus subscription. Yeah, I did too. And I, I abused the hell out of it all weekend. <laughs> yeah. I, it's actually back at, Back in the day, I mean, by back in the day, I mean like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like, they would do like the whole collective bundles for like mm-hmm. 150. Uh, yeah, and I I bought a couple of them uh, in times. Yeah. And it's like at least like I think the last time I bought it, it was like 140. Uh, at this, it's like you can't you can't buy bundles anymore because they're really pushing the Fight Plus subscriptions. Mm-hmm. But a one year Fight Plus subscription is like 70 bucks, which is like obviously like, if people don't have 70 bucks. For that the year like that's that's fine but it's actually to me just get it's the like free that's, trial and watch everything yeah but but considering i was paying i i committed to paying like 70 bucks mm-hmm. uh, sorry uh 140 bucks like a couple years ago like 70 bucks yeah. is literally half off and, and i get many 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 more shows throughout the year so i'm gonna like I, i'm like well i'll 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 get my money's worth out of it. Now, of course, like the caveat is like, I need to actually start watching stuff more because <laughs> yeah. I, I obviously get a little behind. Start the, start with the DDT versus GCW show. That was pretty good. I think TJPW was the best of the indie stuff I watched all weekend. I, I found most of the other shows to be some level of disappointing each and every time. I haven't watched um, Effie's big gay brunch yet. That's the only one I haven't watched. Um, I have that heard, stuff. I have heard that TJPW was good, uh, and I've heard you say good things about it. I'm sure that the quality of the work was good, uh, but a couple times there was the, there was what I can only describe as like the usual TJPW booking decisions, uh, they, which kind of takes me out of things. They, um, my annoyance with them was they pretty much jobbed everyone that the crowd was there to see. Yeah, and um, that was stupid. But the, there was one match though that they brought the legos out in the ddt versus gcw show it to me like, like work crime to me about the the tjpw like the the most wholesome thing is that if you follow some of those individual workers uh on on twitter and i do like it was actually really wholesome because you got to see a lot of those uh, joshi girls like coming to america and doing just things that we take for granted but are like cool to them it's like they go into five guys it's like, well yes it's actually really good burgers so yes you should I'm surprised go there. that well that was probably maki ito telling them to go at maki ito i got really jealous uh from our friend justin uh canadian friend justin because maki ito did like a show and i think i think she was doing it in vancouver both her and uh miyu Yama, yamashita Mm-hmm. And they both like took photos afterwards of them doing like Tim Hortons donut holes. <laughs> it's like I want, <laughs> I want some Tim Hortons. It looks delicious. But um, it was weird though. It was weird having the TJPW show and then Saki Akai was doing like GCW stuff. Hmm. 
No, she's doing she did the DDT show and then the DDT and GCW show. Hmm. You'd have to actually like get her, uh, and a couple others maybe like my uh, Saruga as my Saint Michelle, uh, and maybe like Hyper Missile. If you were to get them in like AEW, because there is that uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro AEW partnership of sorts. If you actually got them over and, uh, inside, like in the United States for a length of time, it doesn't have to be long. It can be like three months. Uh, and you actually did the whole like Neo Bishi gun. Yeah. I think it would get like really over with people. Hey, Hyper Missile did her her stuff in English. On the TV oh really? W- yeah, because so she was teaming with Trish Shadora, so she did like she did her whole shtick and like presented Trish with her um with a mask mm-hmm. to be a honorary superhero for the match. Hmm. Which 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 um is an aside. Trish Adora is very good at the whole wrestling thing. She's quite good. She was with uh she did some stuff with Ring of Honor before Tony Khan bought it. Uh, but then I had her. her. They're pushing yeah. her now. Okay, I had heard some people were speculating and go, she won't be brought back to Ring of Honor because she she's, allegedly, I guess, is friends with Big Swole. She's worked. She's worked at least two matches on TV since it's come back. Hmm. But obviously, yeah, and obviously one. it's changed. Yeah, Trish Dora, like It seems like maybe Tony has signed her to Ring of Honor or is at least using her. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's like per. Uh, her appearance deals with a lot of people just to test them out but i think she's a good worker she's like there's not a ton of female indie talent that is out there that hasn't been signed to someplace yeah and or it would be like let's let's give them a contract but i would i would count her as one yeah and i think i think people say that shit with um with tony and i don't think he cares i don't think he cares either she i think i believe she's actually local to dc yeah, I think she uh, started not, out in D.C. Yeah, because there's been, like, uh, occasionally, like, occasionally, I mean, like, maybe every three or four months, they do uh, they do a show here in D.C., which uh, is, it largely it focuses upon uh, African-American talent, which it should, because there's obviously a large African-American um, population in D.C. Uh, but people, like, I've, I've been to a couple shows, like, people of all sorts go there. Uh and she's been heavily featured on that, uh, those shows, uh, to the point where it's like, uh, yeah, this, obviously she's a local. Um, she's really good. She's a uh, Chad. I don't think you've actually like, I don't know if you've seen her that much, but she, her finishing move or one of her most signature moves is a is a big lariat, which okay. I always I almost am a fan of a lariat. Like it's I love that, but she calls it lariat Tubman. <laughs> it's like that's clever that's actually clever and a cool move yeah you're you're correct in me not knowing um she's pretty good she's a she's a good talent um just talking randomly about like female ring of honor talent uh i i think athena's doing a great job as the champion they're trying to get more like Joshi workers challenging her. Uh, she just set the paper. We had a match with the uh, Yuka Sakazaki and the day before she, or the couple of days before she did, uh, she did a match with Emi Sakura for the title and Athena won both, but it's like, it's cool that they're actually using some of the Japanese talent against her. Cause I think that actually, those are actually like 
good matchups. Um, I they also like Billy Starks. She's done a lot of indie stuff, and I think I don't know if she's like signed to a, t- to a contract, but it would not be. I'd be not very surprised if she is or has been. The only downside is that she's she's pretty young, so I don't know. That's kind of sticky, but she's been decent on the indie scene for like a long time. Are you aware of her? I mean, I, I'm not going to say I am because there's a lot of indie stuff that in the last couple of years I have not kept up on at all. Yeah, and that's fair. It's you really have to be like in the weeds about stuff. But <laughs> yeah, she's she's been on like dark and elevation uh, recently. Uh, and she's popping up more in Ring of Honor TV. So I think that if she's not signed to a contract, then she at least has some sort of like kind of favorable professional relationship with with AEW slash Ring of Honor. So and, and she's, she's getting her she's getting her name out there and getting on TV and stuff. So yeah, she uh she's actually pretty good. Um and it's she's she's very young. She's she's 18. If I'm not mistaken, I think she's still in high school. So that's wow. uh <laughs> that's like that's a reason why she uh maybe isn't full time. Yeah. Still, wow. Okay. Yeah, she's a uh, she's funny. She's a good she's a good worker. She's also like an interesting character because mm-hmm. uh, she go her nicknames are uh, Billiam, like William, but Billiam, mm-hmm. and also Space Jesus. I don't okay. really know why. You know what? Wait a minute. <laughs> Back up. No, I I did see her. Because she was on the 100th episode of Dark that uh, I I watched them record. So oh, really now that you say that, it's like okay, yes. okay. Now I do know. Yes, and she's got um, she's got chops. She's mm-hmm. not she's not there yet, but she's definitely got chops. I've she has a really bad habit of doing something stupid and almost killing herself or um, an opponent. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, she did okay in the the, the scramble at the. Joey Janela's Spring Break. Hmm. Okay. I need. You know what? I need to watch that because they. Uh, that also has Janela versus Kota Ibushi. Yeah, just skip to that. The rest of the show wasn't great. Hmm. I don't like. But the problem is like. So with the with the GCW show, I got inundated with Nick Wayne, and he just does nothing for me as a worker. Hmm. Okay. He's a guy that he's a guy. He he has potential, but he does like a lot of stuff. But the problem is when you're like 17 and only like a couple years into your career and you do like a lot of moves, about 40 percent of them look like absolute dog shit. And um, that's my big problem with him. OK, I, I, I think he's still, you know. He's still learning and getting better, and so I would not—I don't expect him to be hot out of the gate, but I do expect that he will uh, yeah, grow think, into something. I think he'll get there. I think it's just like do less, do yeah. just do what you know will look good instead of I'm going to throw all these spots out here and like half of them look bad. Mm-hmm. That's really my biggest criticism of him. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> okay, so. I guess we finally have to get to the meat of it, right? Yeah. So um, let's go around the table real quick. I had a feeling they, after they got it right with Sammy and KO that they couldn't resist fucking this all up and that they were going to job Cody on night two. 
And I kind of felt the whole way through that people were doing all this like back and forth. And, and Matt had been saying for a couple months now that about the thousand days. And I was just like, you know what? Like they're stupid. They're going to job Cody because they, they just can't help themselves. I, I kind of was, I tend to be a little cynical about things. Um, I I don't mean to be or I don't want to be, but I I do kind of get cynical about things. And because they were going on and on about the thousand day reign, something in me told like just said like okay they can't they can't help themselves like they can't resist that like even though it's meaningless uh, yeah and meaningless like who cares like who cares it doesn't even uh, it doesn't even make him. Because people, there was someone saying like, well, this is the longest reigning like champion we can remember. It's like, dumbass, like their median audience age is like in their 50s. Like we all, like they're like 80% at minimum of their audience was alive and remember watching Hogan's reign, which is longer. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) more successful. Yes. But I, I, because that's the thing. Uh, sorry, okay. I was gonna say people keep claiming Roman's a draw. He is not a draw. They their rating success recently was entirely fueled by Cody and Sammy. Uh, th- I'm not gonna dispute that because I'm sure there are numbers to prove that. Uh, I would, I guess, I would give a caveat that I would say Roman is a draw in the sense that it's like if you if you're gonna do just a random raw. And you're gonna have Roman appear. Like it probably will bring a few more extra viewers. It might. They it might they help. said in this like lead up, Roman wasn't on every show, and Roman being on or absent from a show almost never affected the ratings. But okay. if Sammy and Cody were on the TV, like the ratings were, went up significantly. That's probably true. Uh, I still I still feel like you could make the argument like okay like. Like Roman is a draw, air quote draw, but that's only in comparison to like other people on the show, not Cody or Sammy, but other people who aren't over at all. So in that sense, like yeah, maybe he's like the one guy that draws you, again, air quote draws. Uh, but is he like remotely in the same league as people like Cena or should be? Like no. no. Because even with this like this like two month run, he was inconsequential because all people cared about was Sammy or Cody getting their moment. That could have been against Joe the the angry hobo, and it would have been just as over. That's mm-hmm. that's the issue. Is like no one cared, and he won both times. And now, like, is like people are just sitting there. It's like, but but we don't care about Roman. Like we just. Because that's that's kind of, I think, the sentiment I've seen growing and growing, especially after Sammy, is people are just tired of it. And they're like, we want him to lose the belt. Yeah. <clears throat> the the takeaway that I have been getting and going into it, I'll admit my I was thinking, OK, you know, Cody's going to go over here because this is too, too perfectly gift wrapped. It is too good. And especially with hamstringing Sammy on it, it's like it is too good. But they have this perfectly gift wrapped. I'm thinking, okay, they're going to do it. And, you know, they don't. Um, (laughs) But the thing that I'm seeing consistently 
over and over and over again is a lot of people are commenting on the fact it's like, you know, I, I came back because you was hearing about the Sammy stuff and about Cody. And then after Mania Night and Mania Night One was great. And then after Night Two and Raw the next night there, I'm out. Like one of my old friends from high school I reconnected with, he he got started watching again because he had when he was in high school and then he, he fell out of it. And he was like, okay, he texted me the Friday before. He goes, okay, so this is a Cody's got to win, you know, Cody and KO got to win kind of thing because they built up all this and that sort of stuff. And I said, well, let's see what happens. He texted me after. He said, he says, I'm bored. I'm not watching this. I just got a sling to TV subscription so I can watch AEW. I'm not watching this crap. Mm-hmm. Was that during and, Raw or Mania Night 2? That was this morning, the okay. Tuesday morning after the Raw. He was just like, no. Um, he said, I'm bored already. I'm tired of it. The Brock stuff doesn't make any sense. You know, uh, yeah, we they're slitting their own throat. Can, can I ask we, you a question? We can certainly get into Raw. Yeah, can I, can I ask you a question, Chad? Just. Just from a general idea. So he said he was bored. Obviously, the booking had an effect. But how much of his issue do you also think is he came back and they just burned the ever-loving crap out of him with like 13 hours worth of wrestling in three days? I don't know how much of Mania he watched. Okay. So I can't swear to that. Um, the only thing I know that he watched, it was, was Raw. <clears throat> and... The thing that gets me is because just out of curiosity, I was poking around a lot. And a lot of the stuff that I was coming across from people was they loved night one. It got them fired up for night two. And then night two just absolutely killed them. And they were done. Because night two, and, like, was the wrong decision <laughs> at, like, every turn. It it in If you actually sit down and analyze it and think about it. It's such a counterproductive decision. It's honestly quite stunning. And again, I'm someone who it's like I with WWE at least like I don't feel like they had the benefit of the doubt for me like at all. Not for me either. I'm cynical in the sense that okay, I I expect the worst case scenario to happen basically at all times with WWE, Mm -hmm. but I had like this hope that I'm like okay, well I am very practically desperate them to just take the title off Roman. So Cody would not have been my preferred one. My preferred one would have been Sammy. And guys yeah. on like guys on the flagship podcast, let's give them a shout out. Like they they talked about it uh like a, a month ago, but it really is true. It's like you the whole point of having like this oh unstoppable heel champion is that you want to maximize the chances, maximize the emotion, maximize everything for like the babyface challenger to actually overcome the odds and win. And I really feel like the most emotional punch would have been Sammy, but okay. Yeah. Like and and then, at the time, remember at the time people were like, well, you can't, what are you going to do? You're going to take the title of Roman like a month before WrestleMania. It can't be Sammy. It's all, oh, it'll be Cody. Yeah. And then this happened. It's like, you literally, you had Sammy. It's kind of a Daniel Bryan situation. Again, you like squander that. It's like, okay, well that's, that was dumb, but you still got Cody Cody's like massively over. Probably will never be as over as he was. Oh, not not after this. Like, no. well, this is... certainly, but he he probably would never be over as he was at that Mania main event. Like, probably that's the most he'll ever be over. Because Shad <laughs> said it perfectly when we talked about the Sammy stuff is 
Cody is as over as he is because he didn't, he hadn't been fed to the machine yet. And they just, they like chucked him head first right into that machine at mania. They they didn't throw him in the machine. They threw him in the wood chipper. Yeah. Between, between mania night two and raw. It wasn't like Cody's fed to the machines. Like he's through the wood chipper. Now it's, it's again, it's so counterproductive because it's like you had people who they got so invested in WWE and part of that was Sammy. But the other part was Cody. It's like, oh, my God, like this is like you had. And I, I this is kind of like it might be hyperbole, but I really do think that they had the chance to actually make almost like a new I won't say generational, but a new like mega over babyface that they could have like ridden out for like the next two three years. They had two. They had two. They had yeah. two. But for sure, like Cody, it's like you could put that. You could have put that built on Cody, and rode with it the like until many of the the next year where he's facing I don't know Roman again or somebody else again. You could have done that. No, they can't. They can't do that. And it's counterproductive in many different levels, as you said, but it's it, one thing. It's like you this whole thing, this whole thing was like, oh, look, they're pushing Cody because they want to show anyone in AEW whose contracts are up. Oh, look, come to WWE. We've changed. Mm-hmm. Come here and you're going to get the star treatment. You're going to get pushes. You'll maybe you'll get a mania main event. You're going to get titles, everything like that. And it's like. They literally crushed everything like that. There's jokes yep. today. Now about, you uh, too can get hit with a rubber chicken laying in the middle of the yeah. ring. <laughs> there was jokes today. It was like guys who uh, we've known in the last year have had like discontent. Oh at, yeah, at times at least uh, with with AEW or run their mouth about My stuff. My favorite was the the Andrade. No, I was just kidding. I love Sammy Guevara. <laughs> Uh, my favorite was was the Miro thing. It's like, hey, so that battle royal, I'll go over the rope first. Like that that was an amazing gag to do. Mm. Yeah. But what? So when I, I I'm cynical like you, but I, I I had this back and forth in my head where I was like, no, they're gonna screw this up. Like they always screw it up when it comes to Roman. And um, I was just like, no, no, they cannot be this stupid. Like this is literally like a gimme. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's where I was. I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. I mean, obviously, like they they are putting all their eggs in the Roman basket, and it's like it's so fucking funny to me because they're doing that, and then I'm sure he's like, gonna maybe, fuck off and not appear until June now. Yeah, maybe I don't know when the next Saudi show, so maybe he'll hold off until like the Saudi show because I think that's like reasonably soon. But yeah, he'll fuck off. He'll probably take most. He'll probably take most of the summer off. He'll show up again in like in August for SummerSlam. And it's like you literally did a storyline like in the last couple of years about how like oh you got you got to support Roman Roman over Brock. Brock's only a part timer. Oh that guy only cares about showing up for like a payday. Mm-hmm. Like they literally ran that storyline. And here it is like your champion is like that's exactly who he is. Well, and it's yet again. We're we're into this thing where of the last eight years, I bet five of them have been have had the belt on a part timer. Yeah. That does not partake in like the regular stuff. Like it's it's just it's insane to me. It's just we are in this time where we were in this time where they had an opportunity to kick off a new era with a new big baby face that could be this great 
brand ambassador and people like him and you know is is really good on good morning america probably get get some some of the audience back like get those (laughs) ratings to actually grow for once i mean we we were (laughs) we did uh make jokes about you know uh, cody's promo his first promo on raw was like damn near the same cadence as his last one on dynamite or whatever but it worked and people but, were invested and they were the, there for it. Fed fans don't watch other promotions. So like they were eating his horse shit like up with a spoon but because that, they didn't see it before. Like it was but new that's to the them. thing. <clears throat> it worked and it, it yeah. really it worked. And he was, you know, here he comes. He's doing this whole thing. He's over in a big way. Mm-hmm. He's still over after, you know, facing Seth Rollins three times. <clears throat> when there. he comes back for, you know, he gets injured. He comes back for the rumble. He's over for that. He comes out of the rumble as the winner. He's over like over and over and over and again, he's over. I don't understand how you could take the ball to the one yard line and then turn around and just punt that sucker as far back as you could. I, it, I don't understand it. Th- this tells me they would not have had the discipline to protect him for an entire year into mania. Even if they didn't protect him for an entire year into Mania, even if he was not doing a John Cena, Hulk Hogan, Bruno San Martino run, whatever, even if he wasn't doing that, he would have been a made man at the top of the card in the same way that Cena and Orton and people like that were. Like, you know, <clears throat> Cody, his basically he would have been bulletproof and, and so would so would Sammy. And, but they didn't. They, but they didn't. The the sad thing is, is they they undercut him the second they could have. They did. They, they undercut him literally, like like Chad said, on the one yard line of where he could have been that guy. Yeah. I, 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 and especially what happened after at Raw the next night, which we mm-hmm. can go into. But that really just cemented that there's. Because you know what, the problem I have with the Raw angle. Is if he had been the champion, that angle would have been 100% perfectly fine. That would have been, and it would have been like it would have kicked off a hot program, which potentially they could have gone all the way maybe like the SummerSlam and, with. And it would have been a great way to cement him like as a legit champion because he takes out Roman, he takes out Brock. Mm-hmm. And now, but now though, everyone's like, well, but now you're kind of like, oh god, like they never have Brock lose. Like he's gonna lose in one of these matches to Brock. And it's going to just hurt oh, him he, further. He, yeah, he probably will. And he'll look like a, a, a geek, a chump. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's to the point where because of this and what happened at Mania and then what happened the next night at Raw, I, I think it's just – I think it really – it's not just like obviously Vince is back in charge, folks. Uh, yeah. He, it's not just that he obviously favors Roman. It's not even that he maybe doesn't uh, doesn't see it. And Cody, which is dumb, but I mean. But they started the Cody push under Vince. Yeah, it's also but, like, well, yeah, but I mean that probably is like the what he at least promised to get him to sign. Like, and he he fulfills certain obligations. I'm sure he, one of the things he promised was like, oh yeah, like you you'll win the Rumble and and main event WrestleMania, which he did technically. Yeah. Uh, it's not just that the Roman thing, obviously. It's also not just like Vince favors Brock, which he does. Uh, Brock has given interviews where he's like, oh, yeah, I was going to retire in 2020, but Vince convinced me to come back. And 
he's been telling people recently uh, that he's like, oh, yeah, like you're not going to see me much around after Mania, which might be true in the sense that he doesn't really do a lot of shows. But he is certainly back, and I assume they're going to do something with him now, which makes me think that Vince is back in charge, like Brock is back and going to be doing stuff. But it really, I think, goes beyond all that to to me, this seems legit like punishment. Yeah. Uh, punishment from Triple H because back in the day, Cody took a sledgehammer <laughs> and, and <laughs> broke a, yeah, a fake thr- uh, uh, throne mocking like Triple H, which I have to imagine like Triple H remembered years later. Uh, and I don't I think in his black heart, you have to know that Vince probably was like. He doing a certain amount for Cody because, you know, Cody, he made Cody a star. It's good for his business to do that. But I'm sure in his heart, like part of part of Vince at the end of the day, Vince, I'm sure was like, you know what? Fuck this guy. This guy yeah. leaves my company, joins the, the rival promotion, AEW, and he's going to come in here expecting to get the title. Fuck him. Yeah. You know, what's funny is if. If Cody and Tony Khan had worked out to send Cody over as a sleeper agent to tank their product, they couldn't have done a better job than Triple H and Vince's dumbasses, like, with what they did here. So, I am in the position, because it's, in case nobody was clear, yeah, it's confirmed. Vince, or, or mustache and bad dye job Vincente is back. And that's not even hitting on the other big news, but I'm convinced that he was the one pushing towards the ending that we got this whole time for the same reason that he did it to people like Vader and Sting and DDP and whatever other names you want to come up with of the you have to understand that I am, you know, our stuff is superior and you're coming over here now and, you know, you've got to, you know, I'm going to put you in your place. And it's just like the, the he has always been that way and he he that attitude at a minimum like actively ruined what could have been a really hot angle uh with wcw when he bought wcw and like they were you know they invaded like it Mm -hmm. could have been like it could have been really hot it could have been like a major major storyline like even bigger potentially than like the nwo Mm -hmm. uh but no like everything has to be like you know wwe is superior like we're the only wrestling that exists or should exist. And he, I mean, after 20, 25 years, 30 years of that, like he's brainwashed a lot of people. Like people yeah. really do look at, at WWE is like, that's oh, it's the only WWE. That's the only thing that matters. Uh, which I would think that some of these booking shenanigans, some of those people that had kind of come back in the last like eight months mm-hmm. that they may start bleeding <laughs> off. We'll see. We'll see. But it's really frustrating thing. And look, it, I suppose I should not in a sense have like schadenfreude about things here, but I kind of do because partly it's like, there's a couple different reasons. One is like people act like the last, especially the last eight months under triple H that it was like the best thing ever. And it's like, I don't, I, I kind of, I challenge that. I don't think it's been as good. I don't think it was as good as people say. People act like it was yeah. the best WWE has ever been. Like I would dispute that. Like I don't oh, think yeah. so. I can understand how 
under Triple H, it was more logically consistent, and you would get things like actual like decent match times. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, if you like hype, uh, I don't know, Johnny Gargano versus Finn yeah. Balor on Raw, yep. like that match will happen, and it'll be like 15, 20 minutes, and they'll they'll put on like a good match. Nowadays, if you were to even get that match, uh, one, it probably wouldn't happen because they don't actually follow through now that Vince Vince is in charge. Yeah, but. If it did happen, it'd be like three minutes, I'm sure. And Balor would like just just swash Gargano. You wouldn't see Gargano again. Next time you hear about him, he'd be on like main event. Uh, one thing that frustrates me endlessly with Roman, especially, is that people. Maybe this is because I'm like very, I'm very online with our Twitter. I see people doing this, or especially like WWE fans. But it's like, oh my God, Roman, most dominant champion ever. It's like. No. Literally every match he has, which is not even that many. No. Uh, every match he has, it's a fuck finish. Mm-hmm. Pardon my language, but that's true. It's like every match, it's like you can you can put your watch to it. It's like okay, as soon as the face like it, it seems like the face is gonna close the the deal. Oh look, the Usos came out. Oh, it's interference by the Usos. If it's not the Usos, it's Solo Sakai. Yeah. So it's like, and then or Roman cheats some way. So Roman, like, it, it's through some sort of interference or cheating. Like, oh, Roman retains. Oh, wow. Oh, man, he's so dominant. It's like, no, he does. Every 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 finish, he cheats. And yeah. I get that he's like the heel, but then don't present him, don't book him as like, oh, he's so great, dominant. It's no, like enough, enough. And I, your champion isn't good if he wins and the crowd like has a shock gasp and then just immediately leaves. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, we got pretty much the same response from and and yeah, grain of salt, but from reports of people who were you know on the ground, we pretty much got the same response when Cody lost as when Sammy lost, and people just being like, instead of people booing, there was like some initial boos, and then they were just like. And they just turned around and left like <clears throat> they didn't. Alvarez had a really good way of putting it. He said night one, Owens and Sammy win and people are happy and they're there and they're cheering. And they're singing along to the song and all that sort of stuff. And they're having a good time. and They're happy to be there. Night two, it happens. And they just kind of take a deep sigh and put their head down and head for the exit as quick as they can. And. <clears throat> There is no world where that's a good thing. If if the end of your show makes people want to leave immediately, you have done something so wrong. They are they are not without their apologies though, because the the thing I saw on some like WWE fan super fan cat uh, quarters of the the internet yeah. was like, well, you know, hey hey guys, like we should we should trust the WWE, like let the let the Let's see where they're gonna go with this. They okay. must have some sort of storyline. They thought about it. it's like no, they don't. No, no they it's don't. really it's it's literally like an almost eighty year old man that is a sex pest at the minimum. Like it's whatever the crosses his fancy at that moment or yeah. what he the the one or two people that he actually cares to push like that. It's really like that. That's it. There's nothing more deeper than that. So. The, and I'm, I know I'm referencing this again, but he brought up a really good point. I was listening to Observer Radio on um, Monday morning from from Sunday night, and what they what Alvarez pointed out, he says, 
you know, Triple H goes to their post media scrum. They've started doing scrums too because AEW did it. <clears throat> and they're doing this and they go, uh, he goes, well, you know, that's not the end of the story. So the stories just keep going. He goes, and he goes, Triple H has said this before. And what always happens is that they say this and they walk away from the story. And in Triple H's entire time with the book, they have never come back to it. Do not tell me that the story is not done if you have no intention of finishing it. I have a Google Drive full of stories that are not done, but I do intend to finish as soon as I figure out how. I'm not getting paid to put them on TV, though. That's that's and I I heard a little bit from Brian Alvarez on uh, on the observer, but that's that's partly why it's like, oh, my God, the last eight months were so great. Oh, I'm so sad that Triple H is in the book anymore. It's like. Again, he did a few things better than Vince, but people uh, have rose-colored glasses. Like they act like it was way better than it was. Outside of the bloodline stuff, which to me, like your mileage may vary, because I got was, well. The thing is, though, um, with Triple H, he, yes, he did mm-hmm. some things better than Vince. The, the shows were more coherent on a week-to-week it's basis. Low-hanging fruit. Yeah, but but still, but he did some things worse than Vince. The TV was more coherent, but I would say had less flavor to it. And really, his biggest his biggest hits as a booker, which, oh my God, Vince bad, but pretty much the things that got over on his watch were things that Vince had already started and he just wrote. Like anything that came out of his head, like damage control that, you know, Vince previously shot down, total flops. Um, all of his hires, total flops. Yes, that's the thing. Like people are like, oh my god, it's so much better. Triple H. It's like, outside of the bloodline stuff, which again, your mileage may vary. I got over it. Outside of like Real Sammy. Quick. Yeah, outside of Sammy actually making the actually comp- If Sammy had not actually been become part of that, and through his own talent, like made it compelling, uh, I was over that that storyline. By the summer, like I was certainly over it. But okay, the outside of that, like I don't feel like any of his hires or storylines actually were good. No, what you got yeah. with like, Triple it's not H, that good. what you got with Triple H is like the months of Johnny Gargano, Dexter Loomis, and The Miz. Yeah, I um to go back to Damage Control, just as an aside, uh, Bailey was written out of the show yesterday, Monday Night Raw. Straight out of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's left a couple like really cryptic remarks uh, like on Twitter, just like maybe a couple, not like a bunch, but uh, she's left a couple like cryptic remarks on Twitter to the point where people are actively speculating that she's going to ask for her release or be released and that she may be elsewhere bound, which she, I mean, look, Mercedes Monet aka Sasha Banks like she seems to be doing well for herself even though she hasn't really done a lot on the uh the indie slash uh Japanese scene so I don't know mm-hmm. we'll, may, we'll may see that elsewhere I if that's the case like I I know that that Mercedes has like seems to have like business aspirations beyond just like wrestling but I certainly feel like a Bailey in like AEW could actually be quite entertaining I mean then Tony Khan has been doing like amazing things with again with Athena and Ring of Honor. Yeah, and she had not reached anything near the level of success in WWE that Bailey has. 
Well, and I, so, I think, I think if I'm Bailey, I would just be fucking sick of it. Like she's been, yeah. she's been stuck in this go nowhere story for what eight months now. Mm-hmm. It goes further back than that because Bailey came up to the main roster. The first big feud she does was talking about how she was a big fan and always wanted to do this. And Alexa Bliss made fun of her and then killed her dead with like no comeback at all for it. And it's, you know, the the post that that Matt was mentioning, the the Twitter post was uh, from April 2nd. It said, sometimes the most romantic love story comes to an end by that sounds for all the world to me like someone saying, this is this is someone who only ever wanted to work for this company. This is someone who only ever wanted to be a part of this and that sort of thing. And now it sounds like she don't want to be there anymore. Well, I mean, she's hey. gotten consistently undercut. And there are points where she was carrying like one of their two shows yeah. like on the women's yeah. side. And she never got recognition for that because, God forbid, something not revolve around Charlotte or Becky – 24 7 and that if if that's the case like she she is like i'm kind of sick of this company i'm gonna leave if that's the case then like historically like long term it's really quite sad because it is like this is where she wanted to be she was a fan since she was a kid yep and it's like now you've progressed to the point where you're like yeah like this isn't i'm not having not to be like all Shawn michaels i've lost my smile but it's also like this isn't fun anymore. Well, remember too, she lost a year plus of her career because they made them do needless training mm-hmm. at the end of the Thunderdome era, and she blew her was it her ACL? Yeah, something like that. Or yeah. It, but um, yeah, like I, that would kind of piss me off too because it's like, why am I training? Oh, I just got severely injured. And, like, those kind of injuries, like, she pro- probably still hurts. Like, it probably hurts to wrestle on it. And it's all because they made her do something that she didn't need to do. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, you've only got so much mileage in the ring. Um, some guys refer to it as their bump card. You've only got so much mileage you can have before you just wear out. And making people, experienced people, people like Bailey, who pulled off one of your most acclaimed matches in your company's history with her thing with Sasha at that takeover in Brooklyn, like having her run drills. What in the hell are you doing? Why are you doing that? And it was just hubris. It's like, we're going to make you do this because we can. I don't know, man. Uh, I am. Well, I think Moxley said it. Um, after after he left was something the effect of it apparently in the time from like post 2000 somewhere around in that that early aughts era this structure got built up built up built up more to where there was less and less agency for the guys actually going out there and wrestling and it was um, I'll tell you exactly what happened okay because it's been discussed. Oh, it was the Austin forms. interview, wasn't it? Well, no. So what happened is when Brock just decided to fuck off and leave because he wasn't happy, 
uh-huh. it broke Vince's brain, and that's when they convinced themselves the brand needed to be the star and not the wrestlers. So yeah, if you look at the true. entire modern era, it, it it goes back to Brock leaving the first time. And so now it's built in such a way that you can't have, um, you know, you, you, the guys don't have, unless you're a made man, you don't have any agency for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You don't get an opportunity to decide when I go out there, I do this sort of stuff. That's okay. And that's something that I will give credit in the Triple H era on is people got a lot more freedom for that sort of stuff because I'm convinced if Vince had been around, Sammy would not have broken out the way he would have. No, but Triple H still made sure to bury him because he didn't want him to get that big. So, I mean, (laughs) yeah, he got more freedom, but it was the same result that if Vince was running things. It's it's my it is minor credit, but. I'm just I'll give a little bit where it's due and the heartbreaking thing for me really and you know I don't care I tuned in to watch the very end the main events of both mania nights because I was like are they going to screw this up and they did and night one they didn't and night two they did and I was just like okay I'm done I'm out like I hadn't watched anything of theirs since the mania before but there are people out there who like WWE, and if that's what you like, that's fine. They like it, and they want it to be good, and they don't get it. They don't get that. They're not allowed to have that. I feel bad for them. I'm I, not not in a pity way, but I straight up feel bad that the thing that they want so bad to be good, they want it to be good, it's thrown in their face over and over again that it won't be. So, So this is what I want to say to those people is it's never going to be good. Give up. Like, go... I'm not saying go watch AEW. I'm saying there are literally dozens upon dozens upon dozens of indie promotions and foreign promotions and other quasi-national promotions. Go try all of them out, and I guarantee you, you will find something that is catered to your taste that'll do better than WWE for you. You just have to try. That's yes, uh, I would agree with that, and I certainly, I certainly have. It's like I don't, I, I, I'm here sitting here talking about it, but it's like I, I'm at the point where it's like I don't watch WWE anymore. No, I don't. But I haven't for quite some time. Like I follow it because I'm a wrestling nerd, and we have to for the sake of this show. Yeah, we have to at least be abreast of. I probably always would if the show didn't exist. Like I, I would still at least be aware of what's happening in WWE, but I. I have not watched it in a while, and I don't feel a need to. Like I, I remember when I was a kid, like getting to wrestling and everything like that. Like I basically lived or died by like WrestleMania. Like I, my family wouldn't order it. Like we weren't like we didn't have the money for that. But I, rem- I would remember like, oh, okay, it's gonna be like three months before the video store gets that. And I would like count down, and as soon as that WrestleMania show became out there on VHS. From Coliseum Home Video, I would rent it and I'd watch it. It'd be awesome. Or Nowadays, I, I used to like, count the days down till Monday for like Nitro and Raw, and like mm-hmm. even would watch the weekend shows. But it'd be like, well, this is just like the appetizer for for Monday. Yeah, but now it's like, could I watch WrestleMania? Yeah, I could watch it. I I, I mean, the only thing that I'm constrained by is basically like time. So oh, it's like I, I could watch WrestleMania. 
I could mm-hmm. watch it, but I'll be fucking passed out in an hour out of well, boredom. The point is, like, I could I have watched WrestleMania? Uh, yeah. Did I have any interest? No. If if Cody had won, then it's like, yeah, I probably would have gone out of my way to see like that main event if Cody had won. But that's not the reality of things. Yeah, and I uh, might have watched his me... like his like entrance on the next Raw. But like, I, I mean, for me, even if Cody had won, um, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have tuned back in because I, I Justin kind of yeah. finally mirrored what I said. Like, so it, for me, because when people start saying like, oh, it's good again, it never is. It's just like. It's just mediocre and their standards have gotten so low they think that's good. But for me to like for me to actually come back and give them a chance, I would need a year of good TV and quantifiably mm-hmm. good TV before I would yeah. trust them enough to even give them an ounce of my time. Uh, can I go back to something a minute ago? Uh, yeah. It seems like the women, especially the WWE, uh, have been kind of frustrated with things. Under uh, Triple H, even because he he booked uh, the worse. He booked he did book the worse, but I have to imagine that it's probably going to get get even worse under Vince. I mean, a guy who's basically like a rapist slash like sex pest is coming back and control of the company. So I I'd be shocked if that was going to improve morale at least with the women. But I think I did I do think that Triple H booked the worse. But you have to have understand like people like. Uh, People like Alexa Bliss, it's like, yeah, she was she, like Bailey didn't kind of like get her the comeuppance of uh, Alexa of that, but Alexa also is the sort that it's like she's not she's a petite woman. She probably should not have been doing half this stuff. They tried to push her as like the face, the, the face at least, at least the women's division. And uh, was it uh, Shayna? Somebody basically went out there and scrambled her brains yeah like gave her this horrible concussion and she's yeah. never been never been the same since uh cognitively cognitively she may be fine but i mean like she i has never been the same like health wise since then she honestly alexa I, this is i don't I, i'm trying to figure out how to say this without shitting on her um mm-hmm. she should have <laughs> given up wrestling a long time ago and it's been obvious since like that concussion like and before that honestly pretty soon into like working a main roster schedule like she just does not have the body build to she doesn't wrestling. And, and she doesn't and, and i'm not hating on her it's like you need to have a certain like physique for that look i hope that she I, can come i honestly back. no and it's not hating on him it's like she just does not have the body for it no what, what i was gonna say is <laughs> i hope she can come back fine but someone like uh uh oh my god well, i can't remember her name she's with best friends uh chris statlander chris statlander like, doesn't I, either well yeah she she's her knees are like graham crackers nowadays <laughs> but hopefully she, hopefully she can come back but it's like chris statlander at least is like kind of built physically for it and has like she just crazy strength she's just getting those kind of injuries that you can't take too many of though like you only mm. have so many yes in your body but alexa bliss isn't built like that like she she really I saw someone not long ago complain about Alexa doing the stuff with the fiend. It's like, oh yeah, why well, they had her doing all the stuff with the fiend. And I'm like, that actually has probably like extended her career two or three years. Well, I mean she when she came back against <laughs> Bianca, she only lasted like what, two matches? I I don't know. But honestly, Alexa being one of the things you point out is 
you've got it. The the reason that guys that are too built or too cut don't last is because you know their bodies rip apart on them because it can't what? take the it can't take the impact. And, and unless um, they came out of a bodybuilder background. Yeah. Also, the the other thing that really gets me is the fact that Alexa is through this whole thing, you know, she should have, if you wanted her to be long-term and that sort of stuff, she needed to be protected more than she was Yes. because even being, and there is nothing wrong with being, you know, the fact that she's five feet tall and you made a nice catch phrase out of it and she was able to do some cool stuff. That's great. But you got to protect that because that means that she's way easier to throw around, way, way easier to over rotate on stuff, way easier to just, you know, absolutely uh, chuck or, you know, <clears throat> she can't absorb the hit the same way somebody else might. And she was not protected in the way that she needed to be if you wanted her to be a long term star. Mm-hmm. And that's not her fault. No, and and also the like what you said about muscles is true. Like all muscles are not built the same. And um, take a health class because like the bodybuilder muscles are less flexible, and they're they're for show, not for use. And look yeah. at your wrestlers. Look at your wrestlers that were good until old age. Like they're not like super muscly. Like a lot of them have a lot of um. I, I've said this before, and it always sounds funny, but it's true. Like, a lot of the wrestlers that last a long time have some junk in the trunk, which means, like, they have they, – but, like, look at Liger. Liger is a stumpy-ass motherfucker with, like, a lot of weight <laughs> – with a lot of weight in his lower half, because and he lasts a long time because he had all that fucking padding in his lower regions to take all of that shock. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what – that's exactly what Foley credits to himself about. He says, I had the perfect body for bumping. I had wide hips, a flat butt, and a, a flat back, so I was able to disperse stuff more. Mm-hmm. The fact that you know he did what he did ran him out of what could, probably could have been a longer career. But you know, if um, – just I'm, I'm reaching for other – you know, the guys that are overly built – don't have anything to disperse the impact just like brad said look at flair like when he after the i bet flair if he wasn't in that plane crash and didn't change his body and everything i bet he wouldn't have lasted near as long as he did yeah Mm -hmm. and you can criticize flair for having the same match over and over again but flair also protected himself in doing that he knew what bumps he could reliably take and which ones he could not take or look at brett brett's got kind of that wide hipped um, now he's a little, I, I will say Brett is a little more built for his size than a lot of guys. Um, he's a bit, but he has, he has like the padding in the right places. Also, you can be really strong. Guys can be like really strong, but not like ripped and it works better for them. Look at Batista. Look, it, Batista couldn't stay healthy. No, no. Go back and look at Hogan. Honest to God, go back and look at Hogan in the 80s. Hogan's big, Hogan's strong, but he's not like he's not like definition ripped. He's still got some pad on there in between. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's not this, you know, God. One of the guys who has always been credited as like a legit, like tough guy, badass, like could in real life tune you up mm-hmm. if you wanted to and actually wrestled like 
a long career. But yeah. Harley, Harley Race. And Harley Race literally looks like a, a, a dude who, like, he, he drove a, a fucking, like, drove a tractor trailer. Yeah, he did a tractor trailer truck up to the venue, and as he got out smoking and drinking, like, he looks like a big, burly, like, you would not have expected that dude to be, like, in any sort of shape. And that dude, like, went a long time. Also, talk about, like, Terry Funk. Yeah. Terry Funk has, been, at times, been, like, you know, good shape, like, built, but not, like, Batista big or anything like that. He was always kind of, like, lanky. Uh, you know, had muscle definition, but not, like, you know, he didn't look like he was Mr. Adonis out there winning yeah. bodybuilding competitions. And he, he lasted for, like, 30, 40 years. Yeah. One of my favorite examples for a wrestler physique is Scott Hall. Scott Hall, it, he went from being like overly built in his AWA days, I think. To, I think the phrase that he used is, I didn't want to look like a bodybuilder who wrestled. I wanted to look like a wrestler who lifted weights. Mm-hmm. And it was great because there are so many – if you go out in the real world, the tough guys that you encounter are not huge, mm-hmm. right? But having that big a muscle, you know, huge muscles, that sort of stuff looks great. It cuts your, um, it inhibits your flexibility. It inhibits your range of motion. You know, if your shoulders are too big for you to be able to lift your arms directly up over your head, you got a problem there. <coughs> and it doesn't, you're not quick either. So, you know, some of the toughest people I've ever met, you would look at, and if you didn't know better, you'd be like, huh, guy's a bum, right? And you're like, no. I mean, the guys who are successful in the UFC don't go out there cut. They're mm-hmm. in great shape, but they're not cut. They've got to be able to take the shots. And that's because that's not what's important. I'm. I, and this is all in the Vince's favorite aesthetic is not something that's conducive. I mean, even Taker. Taker was in good shape, but Taker wasn't ripped. Taker wasn't huge. Taker wrestled most of his career with a shirt on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to be. You don't have to be that way, but it it feels like it feels like Vince flanderizes himself the older he gets, and he he leans more and more into that stuff, and he just. I'm sorry, we've gotten kind of a field from the original point, but go find something else to watch. It's okay. Yeah. It is it is perfectly all right to go, you know what? I am I'm I'm tired of this. I want to watch something else that's that's more fun because uh, I'm not having fun with this. You don't have to keep doing X because you've done it for twenty years if it's not fun anymore. Turn around and go, hey, I – you know what? I, I want to do something else. I'm tired of vanilla ice cream. I want to find some chocolate. Yeah, you don't maybe have I want to – I want some sherbet. You don't have to fall into the sunk cost fallacy. Yeah, just go go try something. I, I guarantee you, you will find a promotion that fits your, your um, taste. Honestly, honestly, too – there's so much old stuff, and the WWE has a big old back catalog. Just go get the old stuff. Just go start watching yeah. old superstars and wrestling challenges and primetime and old Raws. Like, 
if you if you if you sparse if you parse that out for yourselves like for a couple hours a week like you have years of content and if you find somebody if you find a person you really like you find a person that you really enjoy and you want to see then go find more of their stuff doesn't matter where you know if 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 you turn around and go uh, i'm i'm going to struggle for if you're like hey you know what i really liked stan hansen you you're going to find some of them in wcw you're going to find some of them in japan you'll find some of them in awa and go find that guy you really enjoyed don't you don't have to be wedded <laughs> you know if if your favorite basketball player got traded to another team you do you stick with the team you were watching or do you follow your favorite player that's what um, do? that's a that's a time timeless question in sports for some people right but examine it look at it and say hey give it a shot I haven't gotten into hockey yet, but I'm seriously thinking about it. I never watched hockey before. I may give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to add something, Brad, that kind of goes to your point. Uh, this is from uh, on Twitter, Trevor Dame, mm-hmm. who uh, some people uh, in different uh, communities don't like, but I think because he's, like... he's too honest and he's too on the nose, and he and, like people don't like people that accurately point out the way things are it might be a little snarky about it. it's he gets hate for the same reason dave gets a lot of hate i i find him entertaining and, and oftentimes pretty like insightful i think it's funny yeah he is funny yeah and um he's 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 willing to be mean unlike dave who yeah tries to be not, which he needs to stop but you know uh, yeah because people just people pick apart with like we we have our qualms with Dave, but I really hate the way people try and pick apart everything he says to try and like do a gotcha on him. It's like no dumbass, he's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is this is from a few hours ago. Trevor Dame tweeted like people have already forgotten that the Sammy Bloodline story and plans for Cody to main event Mania if The Rock passed were set in motion when Vince was still in charge many months ago. WWE just had their hottest six months in years and. And Triple H is going to be remembered as the guy who, quote, created it. And I think that goes to your point. It's like people – it kind of goes to my point too where it's like, oh, it's the best it's been. It's like, like even my friend – the Dane is like a friend of the show. He's like, ah, oh, Vince is back. Oh, it was a good run. Good run on Triple H. It's like the big stuff actually was started by Vince. Uh, and I don't like giving Vince credit, but it's like – it's the point. It's like – Triple H was not as great as people are making him out to be. No, and if was he an improvement over Vince? Like in some ways, I would say yes, in some ways. But the but... thing, the problem with Triple H though, and I think what people don't give Vince credit for, is you really dig into like those storylines and stuff. And when Vince really would put his foot down about things, or even about some of the firings that Triple H brought back and gave them like the angles they wanted, like damage control. Like out of all the people in that company, as dumb as he 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 can be and as stubborn as he can be and i'd say how out of touch he's gotten like the one person in that company that still kind of does understand what the fans want at times is vince the thing the biggest thing that i have read that that triple h did that other folks didn't was the fact that 
he the locker room was so much happier with Triple H in charge. And I'd be willing to bet that the idea of being able to say, hey, I want to do it this way. Hey, I want I don't want to have to memorize a script. Hey, I can go and say, look, I want to try this thing and he he'd probably be up for it. I don't know. But now locker room's back and everybody who's got an ear on the inside is going morale is way down people I, are really unhappy i would honestly think the biggest improvement with triple h is he seemed to rewrite things less and i think you could go into monday knowing what you were going to do and i would say almost every time at least the basic gist of it was was gonna was gonna you know be what it was it wasn't like it wasn't like with vince where you're like hey you're coming in you're winning the world title tonight you get it raw like actually we're putting you in a cow suit and you're gonna get like milked by the yeah. Usos. i mean la night was supposed to be on mania night two and they just cut it that, that was entirely. the whole point of like mania was for la night to be on it mm-hmm. they did a build for two months Two months of L.A. Knight being like, we're in L.A., I'm L.A. Knight, I'm going to be on Mania. And they just, they cut it. Yeah. Why? So Cody and Roman could have, like, because it was, I can't remember who did the math, but it was 30 minutes from the end of the previous match until the bell of the next match. That's, it was a half hour. Yeah. I, yeah, and Vince, don't don't even bother trying to tell me that Vince why, was why couldn't they have, not in control. Why couldn't they have rushed him out there for when Shane tore his quad? <laughs> you know what? Any any other event, that would be a big deal. But that's, that's just – it's just a minor aside in my, this whole thing. My, my reaction to that was sad face. Well, that was fun. Who wants Chinese? <laughs> Um, yeah, Shane, quit getting in the ring. It's, it's past. I, I hope, I hope for the love of God, he, he did. Cause I, I, I do feel kind of bad, but at the same time, I'm just like, this is karma for how much torture you've put us through. He tore his quad. It's a family business. That's what happened. He tore his quad. Tore his quad, then he was going to fucking die of a heart attack the way he hmm. was going in there. Yeah. That's what I hated about his matches though. I mean, you, you talked about it on an, I think around last year's rumble. You described why he does, like he blows up the way he does, but that guy looked like he was gonna he was on the verge of a heart attack every time he was in the ring. Yeah, and the other big news, God, is it's not a sale; it's a merger. WWE is merging with Endeavor, so WWE and UFC are going to be this in the same organization supposedly traded under the name on the the stock exchange is TKO even though if they don't know what it means with Vince as in like uh, I can't remember the name of the guy who runs Endeavor but Vince is going to be the number 2 guy well technically and technically Khan is going to run quote unquote WWE technically they're saying that but if you look at the actual breakdown Vince is the largest stockholder in the whole thing cuz he has I think 38% of the total stock. Mm-hmm. So the, um, he's kind of the man in that whole thing. The structure is that there's a the, the, the CEO and then there are 
like co-chairman or something, and then they're the presidents of the respective companies. So I don't know who the UFC co-chair is, but Vince is the one for WWE, and Ari, whatever his name is, is like, no, I'm just going to let him run it. It'll be fine. I think as long as they're 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 doing their thing, they don't care. But, I mean, I don't – I'm not super excited about the Endeavor thing because I don't really think they've done a good job with the UFC. If – what I understand is true. They like doubled the value and yeah, but they've done they that at the ex- something. They've done that at the expense of like what I would say is the product. Yeah. I uh, again, friend of the show, Dames. Uh, I have a group uh, chat with him and a couple mm-hmm. of guys, including friend of the show, Chris <laughs> DiPetrillo. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, "This is the second uh, worst possible buyer." the wwe the first one being like the saudis but yeah this is like the worst the second worst possible buyer because a lot of a lot of what they've done to make ufc more valuable is like advertise out the ass Mm -hmm. i am um because you're gonna i I guarantee you within the next two or three years if if they have their say there will be there will be like a digital like ad space on the ring apron during shows uh, yeah, and they were kind of already heading towards that with the ring posts and the the barricades. Well, having like a blood feud match sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which is just stupid. <clears throat> I had heard, I don't know how credible this is, but I had heard that a lot of companies were interested if Stephanie was in charge and not Vince. And of course, Vince wasn't having any of that. Because he was looking for a buyer that would put that would keep him in power. I would rather have Stephanie because Stephanie at least knows how to like. Stephanie is at least a corporate creature that knows how to behave within those guidelines, and yeah. I would trust her to helm a company. Um, because that's one thing she doesn't get enough credit for, is she is a big part of like cleaning their image up. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just looked. Uh... I, I reading a story really right now, uh, Brad. It, to your point, uh, Mark Shapiro with Endeavor. I don't know. I guess Endeavor is like the company going forward, but he just announced like, oh, uh, we're gonna use the UFC playbook for how we deal with WWE. So basically, everything you don't like about how UFC has changed or is being run right now, they plan to do the exact same thing with WWE. And the UFC business model was patterned after the WWE to start with. Yeah. Uh, I don't really see good things happening in the future. Uh, someone made a, a funny comment on Twitter again, like the last like couple of days. Uh, I don't know if it was they, I don't know if they screenshotted Mark Shapiro or, or the, the other guy, Ari, but it was like him and it was like a fake quote associated to him. Mm-hmm. And it was like, get ready, to, get ready to pay $80 for pay-per-views, pal. Yeah, it's like, yeah, probably that's what's gonna happen. Like the um, the the concept of paying ten dollars, five dollars for Peacock WWE, like I don't see that lasting. Yeah. I mean, it I, it may last obviously until this current contract with them continues. They'll Peacock. get them on the UFC platform, and then you'll have to pay. I don't know if it'll be eighty dollars, but you'll probably have to start paying for the live events again. I don't know this you think you're talking about because it won't be that won't be me. I'm <laughs> well, I, I in the greater sense of the rest. I'm, I ain't paying yeah. shit for. Partly, a part of me like the logical side of me thinks like, well, if they actually do that, 
then in theory at least like they would have to improve because it's like if you're gonna expect me to pay like crazy money for a pay-per-view then i better get like the best quality well, pay-per-view you could possibly give me every month we because just... i don't care if i'm paying look if you're paying five dollars a month for all this content including pay-per-views and you give me a subpar product i can grumble Wait. but it's not that and bad of a financial commitment but eighty dollars like for one like yeah that's that's it, a huge problem if you go back that's really where a lot of their issues started is when they got on the network um mm-hmm. and they people weren't tossing 50 to 60 dollars on a show that's when you start getting those like three month feuds between like pay-per-views and you got more fuck finishes on pay-per-views because you know people didn't have the same amount of skin in the game so they didn't feel the need to like essentially what happened is they sold you that hey you can pay ten dollars a month and get the pay-per-views for free but then they started delivering pay-per-views worth ten dollars a month yeah but i think i think honestly though if they went back full-time to pay-per-view i don't even i mean people would probably laugh at me but i don't know how much better they would even do than um aew on pay-per-view I actually mm-hmm. think AEW would push on them a lot harder in that department than they would on TV because AEW is really good at getting their audience to pay money, like mm-hmm. a high percentage of their audience to shell out cash for those. That's yeah. true, and and that's true, and and certainly part of it is because like Tony Khan has built up all this like goodwill to do that, and he's built up that goodwill by actually like putting out a good product like even people grump people grumbled about revolution mm-hmm. that just happened uh with aew they, they grumbled it's like well you know they didn't have a good build etc and then the pay-per-view happened and people were like oh actually all the matches like were really good and like it's it it's not going to do I, I think it did not do as well as some of the other ones but mm-hmm. it still did like respectable like it did like over a hundred thousand something buys and it's like yeah it, it could have done like a lot more if it had a better build but it still did quite well oh yeah it was a really good show mm-hmm. i watched it beginning to end and it was a really good show yeah and that's that's setting aside any of the like oh the build wasn't good and it's like okay all right tell me which build wasn't good was it mox hangman that wasn't good build was it danielson mjf that wasn't good like what was what was not the what was not good build? Point to it directly for me. I, I think also like the the thing that I think also like Tony Khan, uh, I guess is known for, but you can kind of expect for him is like they actually he actually is building up towards future storylines. So I anticipate that double or uh, double nothing is the next one, right? In May, like uh, I May. I actually anticipated that probably will have like some good stuff happening it seems like that they're trending towards like some sort of matchups or feud with uh between the the elite and uh the blackpool combat club so i think Mm -hmm. that they're gonna do like some cool stuff there so i I would not be surprised if the buy rate is like better with that one and the build is like much better They've um AEW's pay-per-view buy rates have con- pretty much consistently stayed the same for t- t- two years now. Mm-hmm. Like they've always hovered around a hundred, but like double or nothing 
2020, they went over 100. And then at Revolution 2021, they've stayed over 100. Mm -hmm. They did 205 for one. This last one, they did 130, which is in their their standard. Like Forbidden Door was 110, which is low for them. But that was also an off-brand show that I don't think they actually build up very well, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And I am of the opinion that the um, yeah, you can say for the last, I don't know, a lot of the past year, maybe AEW's booking's not been that good, but um, you know, a lot of this was also Tony Khan picking up the pieces of a whole bunch of stuff just detonating right there. And but it, mm -hmm. it wasn't, it didn't hurt their buy rates that much. They weren't no, getting their did. upper end stuff, but you're talking about so when they started in 2019, yes, 2019, mm -hmm. they they did they're doing between 80 and 95 for their early buy rates, and right. they are up to 130 is their low end. That's that is almost like a 50% increase over the course. Like usually, usually with companies like this, those numbers go down, not up, and they right. they're slowly trending upwards. And I I think like. I think they're going to continue like to slowly trend upwards, like because people people obsess over their TV ratings um, a lot, which I think is kind of fair because it's stagnant. But the money keeps going up because why? Because people might not watch every week or they might not be getting more people, but they're getting more people to pay. Yeah, and by being consistent, they get more and more people um invested i am will look tk drops the ball sometimes straight up yeah. and there are some things they do i really wish they didn't but on the other hand i am far more willing to see how it plays out on their show than i am on vince's show and you know vince's show has only gotten worse since uh, you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and put my finger in, like right around the mid-aughts that's when it seemed to me to be dropping off. I mean, I think we would kill for how bad WWE was when we started this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you actually, if you, we're now like 200 plus episodes into it, but if you listen to the very beginning, like the very first episodes of the show, we're like, uh, like we're kind of like not really feeling the WWE lately. I feel like it's like degraded in quality. Now, if you, today's like right now, this show, it's like, yeah, like fucking WWE. Like I don't watch that shit. <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't watch that shit anymore. I think to go like, back to like the first year, we tried mm -hmm. to give it the old college try and like watch the shows. Like we did the May Young Classic. We talk about the pay per views. Mm -hmm. Um, no, we might have gone. We might have gone further than that. We might have gone up to the Fiend, but like there's we just hit a point where we're like, fuck this. We don't want to do it anymore. And um we actually i think the that's when our like listeners started going up because i think <laughs> we were talking about stuff we enjoyed and not stuff we hated yeah it's more fun to enjoy something and even though brad thinks it's funny to get me wound up and rant about stuff sometimes it's still more fun to enjoy something than yes, hate on it. which um funny fun fact we were supposed to do heroes of wrestling this week but some things oh. came up but Talk about not enjoying something. Oh, God. I I don't think I've experienced a time uh, phenomenon quite like that. 
I get a very in a dog. I've, I've never heard. I've never heard an announcer just give up halfway into a show before. <laughs> like they broke that 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 Bushwhackers, Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov match. Like it literally broke Dutch Mantel. Yeah. Because like the the one announcer like where I knew Dutch was done is he was talking about well the Bushwhackers might win here and Dutch just like dejectedly was like yeah I wouldn't mind seeing that myself. Yeah, and he wasn't supposed to be saying that. Then he just came back, no energy or anything, and you could just tell he was like, "Oh fuck this! Why did I do this?" Yeah, it's like I'm not getting paid enough for this. Yeah. Oh, but <laughs> God, that 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 I haven't even gotten through the last three yet. But oh my God, that Stan Lane and Tully Blanchard match is brutal. It's bad. It is. Uh, I I need to watch the the main event, which is like the most I think like the most controversial match because, of that show. Because it's supposed it's to be the two most... matches, and Jake's so fucked up they have to like just say. Uh, just one match. They they were kind of like stuck at that point, but I because I'm I'm literally I'm right before the main event, but when Jake starts just drunkenly rambling in the promo right before, <laughs> you, you play twenty one. I got like, twenty two. I'm almost like. Look, folks, you're in the pay-per-view. Like, anyone who's going to buy it has bought it. Uh, just call an audible. Like, choose anyone. Anyone. Mm-hmm. Don't like, let this guy – you cannot let this guy compete. Jake's like, Mr. Hitman, I did a bunch of crack. It's – I just smoke crack. I'm going to go under the ring and do it again. Oh, God. It's so bad. Like, I will say – I will say that – the Two Cold Scorpio Julio Dodero match was decent. I yes. was I can at least say I was entertained by it. But and the uh, we'll the get into opener, it next time. Yeah, but it's, just... it's it's it made me it made me go God I wish this was Blackjack Brawl. Because <laughs> <laughs> at least there was like at least. <laughs> At least the Sid Steve Williams match was legitimately good. Yeah. Yeah. And at least that match was just, at least that show was like just stupid, like the double count out and the lumberjack match, like stuff like that. Or is mm-hmm. that a double DQ? I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, like, so we, we kind of went away from WWE back after the first year because we just wanted to talk about stuff we enjoy. And, you know, we talked about it with the releases because it was kind of absurd. And we were actually, if if we didn't have stuff come up, we were going to just talk about this in a 10-minute increment. But I think this is a perfect example, I think, of the things we've all said over the course of five years with this show. Yeah, it, it, it pretty well lays out. Um, this, the, the last... What is it today? You know, the last 72 hours pretty well puts a finger directly on why I don't want anything to do with that company. I just, nope, don't. I'm not Never even mind. a Cody guy either. Like, I, I'm not even really a big fan, but even, like, that really says something when even people are like, I'm not a Cody guy. That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen a company do. I... I kind of like Cody. Uh, I, I did like him in AEW, um, not the Cody verse nonsense. The but, ended right. racism, Cody? You mean? Yes, <laughs> but I did like him, and I think like I, I was. Again, I'm down like the WWE, but if 
if the decision making had been let's put the title on him and like they pushed him as like a mega baby face for the next like year or so like cemented him as like the like a guy like a new guy mm-hmm. like i've been perfectly happy for him yeah like, and I, I think that was a good move too because um he didn't have the stink of like wwe all over him that's why he was kind of being effective because they hadn't like crapped all over him yet yeah but him losing and the next day being punked out by brock like a goof and i'm sure what they're gonna do is have brock just like beat him not lose maybe like they have get like dq'd after match. making him look like an absolute bitch yeah it, yeah it make brock will make him look like a chump and that'll be really like to the extent that he's not like already like done finished like that that that'll really be like the nail in the well, coffin they they already did it monday though people forget because the brock thing so overshadowed it but they literally had him go out there being like, oh, golly gee, Willikers, Roman was the better man. And it's just like, but he cheated. Again, yes. No. That's so damaging. And again, I go back to my point about how like, oh, Roman, like, he literally said like, oh, Roman's the better competitor. It's like, really, like every single person in the bloodline went out there and cheated for Roman and cost you that victory. Like he- interference, horrible interference by like three other people. Oh, better competitor. Like, you know, no, he's not. You know what they should have done? Like, they should have gone attitude era with it. And I'm, I'm not saying you should have dropped Cody, but this is how you save him. You have the, 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 the bloodline come out there and you have them saying all their horse shit. And you have Cody drive out in his truck with his shit kicking boots on and come <laughs> out there and just beat everyone's ass like to start the show. You could have turned it around. Yeah. yeah, you could have salvaged something out of it. Well, though. I mean, it would not. The moment was at WrestleMania. No, yeah, I'm saying it. like this is yeah. how you this is how you at least let him keep his balls afterwards. Mm-hmm. It would have been a horrible booking decision at Mania, but yeah, maybe like you could have actually rebuilt him something there, but they didn't obviously. Yeah, you could show you could show that you you could show that he's not like the top the typical WWE geek, but they, they reinforce yeah. it every step. It's like, no, this is WWE. Like yeah. the faces suck universally. It, mm-hmm. it, I, again, I, I, I'm not trying to be mean. Uh, I'm not trying to like, just embrace schadenfreude with, uh, with this, but I went on like online, uh, after mania and I like was googling results of things I have, and as soon as I read the results, this was my reaction. You missed the best part where he's like does that. <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, I. This is so typical. And then somehow it got worse. The next night it got worse. I, I laughed too, though, because I it, it's one of those things where you just have to laugh because it's so absurd. Yeah. Uh, I don't laugh. I just say, you know what? Never mind. You know, and I'll walk these, away. These guys would have had Hulk Hogan lose to the Iron Sheik. It, it feels like it sometimes. I... You know what? Uh, I've said all I can say on this. What um, was that great meme about um, how this is the second like this is the second time they've had a 
blonde, patriotic baby face get uber over, and then they job both of them. Oh, with yeah, with Luger. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 at least Luger actually won. Luger would have been fine if they hadn't have done the celebration. Yeah. If he had won and Yoko rolls away and Luger's in the ring going, come on, come on, I'll do it again. Great. But no, just. (sighs) I just don't, I don't, I don't understand where they're going with Roman. And the worst part is I have this inkling. That they might actually try to roll him to WrestleMania again and try to get a mulligan on the rock. I, the darkest part of me, even the part that as cynical as I can be, doesn't want to believe. But yes, yes, I I actually think that it's, there's a non-zero chance that they, they really try to get the rock to do the mania match like next year and that they keep the title on Roman until then because i mean it seemed absurd last year when we were talking about this again we were talking about this last year it seemed absurd last year we were talking about this that they would roll with roman for another whole year i said if you look back at the show after roman they had roman go over brock and he became the the dual champion i said at that time it's like i don't like this Uh, i'm out like i'm i'm done like i have no interest in this and they have gone literally a full year since then and they may go another year which i don't i i worry that they're gonna do that but i also i'm like what's the end game here because if you actually get roman versus rock does anyone actually think oh yes rock the ultimate part-timer hasn't like actually like worked a match and by the by that time probably like a what a decade more something like that i think more what what are you gonna do are you gonna have him like win the title like he's really built roman to be like unstoppable and at that point he'll have like what 1300 1400 day uh reign like but then you're then you're gonna be like within a year of hulk hogan so you might as well go for that too yeah no i'm i'm i don't I don't want it. Uh, oh, I just there's no one there's no one for him to wrestle though, and I think the problem is they're going so long with him that it's gonna be like the long CM Punk reign where like then they just gave it to Rock. Like they're gonna get stuck in some weird place where they have to take it off of him, and they're gonna give it to someone that doesn't get the rub. Like they're gonna have Seth beat him after like jobbing 20 million times to him, or like Kevin Owens, or or like even Brock. Like that's who's that's what they're gonna do. I just don't – they don't have anything to – This is why we, – we were talking about this too. So I honestly think in the context of everything, this is the dumbest booking decision they've ever made because there is no one after Cody. No, there isn't. Like that – the everyone else that has already been there – uh, they've had Roman go over uh, sometimes multiple times. So really, the the only people that were left was Rock. Rock passed, uh, and Cody because Cody is like an outsider, but he was he got majorly like massively over. Uh, and they made the decision. It's like okay, you know, we'll have Roman go over again. It's like okay, then who? Who? Yeah. And it's it's it, 
the question, the honestly, the answer to that is like it doesn't even matter to me. It matters only in the sense that it's like I'm so sick of Roman having the belt that you literally could like you could pull the fucking janitor and put the title on him, and I'd be like, okay, yeah, I, I yeah, I'm fine with that because it's someone other than Roman. But I, I would take yeah. Yoshihiko in a heartbeat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I actually I, that I actually like, but. Uh, I don't I don't know who because it's like you you you've trumped everyone and it's like who are you gonna get like if if they literally signed someone from AEW and gave them what had been like the Cody push like I don't have any faith in them anymore. No. Actually, but like, the, and the problem with that is people well people were really excited for a potential Jay White debut last night. It's like they're not gonna push Jay White like come dude, on guys. Uh, the it, the, the I, reports are that Jay White's not going there. That's, and it's like big shocker now, right? That's the rumor right now. There, there's been other rumors that he like he's already signed, so it's like they're not yeah, okay. like saying like sure. oh he's signed, he's they, like coming to us. They're not from signed from him. whom is my question. I don't know they're, where do those rumors come from? Yeah, because, because how many how many AEW guys were like locked up a surefire thing, and the only one that's gone is Cody. That's that's the thing that I'm saying is that. <clears throat> If there's going to be rumors that this is going to happen, I need to I need someone who has some credibility to talk to it, talk about it. I don't mean ringside news. I don't mean zero. I mean like someone because everything that I've seen from everybody who has every credibility is like, nope, not going to happen. So you need Raja to to report on this? <laughs> no, his credibility's gone. No, it would just be melt. He would just be copy and pasting Meltzer, so it'd be fine. Well. Uh, until he editorializes on it and then screws it up. I can't believe that guy's still around and he's just right? posting Observer stuff. Because he was around – that was like one of the first sites I ever went on when he I was He used getting, to have cred, didn't he? I think he was just an, a Meltzer reposter when when we were um, – because he was around – he was like one of the big sites when I first got online in like the later part of the 90s. The one that I remember getting into, this is so silly, but the one that I got into for um, <clears throat> the, for for all my stuff, and it was it was LordsofPain.net. Oh and it yeah, was, I remember that. And it, people called it LordsofPaste.net, and I couldn't argue with that because they they basically but what they did is they acted as a clearinghouse gathering up all this stuff and putting it in one place which made it very convenient to go yeah. to 411 so. wrestling was my um my first like go to site it's 411 mania now and it's ugly as shit so i don't go there anymore but yeah um yeah i just i but i mean like even even let's say he signs they're not going to push him. He's not their kind of guy. He's going to end up like the club. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. But I was even thinking, like, who from AEW would they even sign to beat Roman? Because, like, I can't think of anyone that they could poach that is their kind of talent. that Because, like, people can say, like, Kenny Omega is going to go, but they're never going to push Kenny as a top guy because he's not, like, he's not their type of talent. No. The only person I could think of and you got to bear in mind, this is one that's never going to happen, ever, is Moxley. And they'll never get him because he won't go back. No. No, if you uh, 
if you read his book and especially if you you listen to the podcast he just did with his wife renee paquette Mm -hmm. like that dude has absolutely no interest in returning to the wwe Mm -mm. like at all like i think that that guy if like somehow aew didn't pan out like that's a dude that would probably be happy literally just working indies he probably doesn't need another dime in his entire life he he would die he would go work revolver shows with a smile on his face yeah because he gets to leave his side of the bed all bloody (laughs) (laughs) do you think she ever wakes up and like rolls over and like it's just like god damn it john like you left glass in the bed again I would think that he's cognizant enough to at least not do that. Or there's like thumbtacks or like a little chunk of Lego that he was doing bumps on. God. Just the fact that that sometimes <laughs> the bed is bloody is just like, oh, my God. Or like he or she finds fishnets. It's like, God damn it. Were you working with Effie again? <laughs> I actually assume that she knows what all he's working. She just doesn't want to watch most of it. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah. So I've never seen a guy that loves to bleed and roll around in glass as much as he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've kind of talked this as much as we can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pray for our sanity because next week is Heroes of Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. We'll. we'll it might take us a whole week to finish that sucker off. My God. I've got so three it, matches left, and I, I mean, I'll probably wait now because I'm not looking forward to any of them. Yeah. I, I, I think Abby and One Man Gang's the next one, and I'm not looking forward to that. I've got two left then, and. And I think I'm Orton just, and Jimmy Snook is like 12 minutes long, and yeah. I don't. And Snook has been. This is in 1999, and Snooka was washed in his return in 89. So you've watched that one, Matt. How bad is that one? It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Every match that I've seen so far has been bad, except for that Tico Scorpio, uh, Julio Fantastico, a.k.a. Julio Janeiro. I match. thought the opener was acceptable. I, I'm not saying it was good. I'm saying, like, you could have uh, thrown that on, like, Nitro or Raw, and it would. It was. It was an match. "I'm here for a paycheck" match. Yeah, it, it yes. ate up time. I would not. I would not. It wasn't it actively was bad. That's yes, but that's it's it's low hanging. That's yeah, that's 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 an improvement over everything else. I mean, that Greg Valentine and George Steele match like was terrible too. I don't. Well, we'll talk about it next week. Like, yeah. I don't. I, there's so much about this show. I. Didn't understand. I didn't understand any of it, but yeah. All right. So everybody, thank you for joining us for this episode. If you're willing to come back for the next one, we'll be look forward to seeing you. So anyway, we'd love to hear from you on social media. This is Shad with Matt and Brad. We've been in three corners. You're in the fourth and we'll catch you next time.